tuned in to Buffalo Bulls Radio. This is UB Football Insider with Lance Leipold, presented by Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill, co-sponsored by Kegworks and A-Turf, brought to you in part by our team UB partners, New Era Cap, Nike, AdPro Sports, WGRZ Channel 2, Pepsi, Town BMW, and Comdoc. UB Football Insider is coming to you live from Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill. Here's UB head football coach Lance Leipold and assistant athletic director for communications, John Fuller. Good evening, folks. Thanks for tuning us in. Head coach uh, Lance Leipold joining us. We're football insider this third, uh, Tuesday evening ahead of the Bulls' Thursday night game this week against Akron. And coach, you know, Come off a tough loss uh, to Northern Illinois on Thursday or last Saturday, excuse me. What has been your message to the, to the team lately? Well, it was disappointing losses, you know, especially for, you know, from the opening kickoff, turnovers in the first quarter. No, nothing really went our way very, you know, early credit to them. Um, probably the maybe one of the few benefits of playing on a short turnaround, uh, you come around playing on a Thursday, is that there's not a lot of time to sit and uh, – Feel sorry for yourself and, and those things. You you know, John, you're with us, uh, you know, got back late. Uh, and then, you know, coaches are grading film on the plane, right back at it in the morning, and the players were back that evening and on the practice field. So we had a chance to kind of flush it. it, it, it the message, you know, I've always believed is that if we're going to do it, win or lose, you still have to work on getting better each and every week. So, that's the focus that we want to have. We're, we, we've got to take small strides in what we're doing, and then the bigger things are going to start happening on the scoreboard. But we have to go in. We have to be accountable to what we're watching on film. We have to come out with a good work ethic, and I think our guys have done that here in, in a short three days. Yeah, I have noticed uh, being out of practice the last few days, I mean, the, 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 um, the attitude of the team is very upbeat. The practices are upbeat. It, it, you know, the record may not reflect it, but the, but the team is, still seems to be focused, and, and it really wants to turn this thing around. Yes, yes, they do, and that's a credit to them, um, our assistant coaches, um, you know, we, we took the shoulder pads off for the week, and I think that always helps in, in attitude and your body and, and that banging around. But um, I, I think you're 100% spot on and, and really how these guys have gone out w- with a positive attitude. And, and I think that that shows a lot about them and, and the coaches kind of mentioned and, and they're wanting to get us on the right track. Yeah, one of the positives I took away from the Northern Illinois game was uh, the running of Jordan Johnson. You know, he's kind of struggled over the last few games to, to find some holes to run through, but I thought he really ran the ball well. He had 97, carry, or 97 yards and only 13 carries, and just kind of, you know, he moved into seventh in school history in, in, career, in career rushing yards. So yeah. can I talk about Jordan Johnson? Yeah, game? you know, it's, you know, I guess, you know, there's been a few disappointments in what we've been able to get going this year, but, uh, you know, we, you know, Jordan was, uh, he's worked hard, was, you know, wanting a big year, waiting for that moment. Um, and, uh, you know, it's finally a good chance to see him show some of his abilities. One of the thoughts going into the game was spread him out. Um, we thought if we would go to some more, uh, you know, you know, maybe uh, four wide out sets and doing some things, get him to move the box a little bit, that it would open some things for Jordan, and it did. Yeah, and one of the things I really noticed was really the good downfield blocking by the wide receivers. I mean, the offensive line did a good job blocking, but I really thought, especially on his 29-yard yeah. touchdown run around the end, I mean, I, I think – might have been Islander McGill. Someone on the left side, I don't remember who yeah. it was. They had a really nice block, and uh, the receivers did a good job blocking. Yeah, I, I can't remember either. It might have been uh, Jamal and, uh, 
and Holsey was on, I think, was involved in that. But you can see the difference, and that's why you always sell to your wide receivers the importance of downfield blocking is that maybe a 10-yard run, which would have been a nice gain in and of itself, becomes a 29-yard touchdown by them working and straining on the outside. And, of course, the guys up front were doing a nice job, and hopefully that's a a sign of something to come here that we can get Jordan, uh, get, get him rolling a little bit more. Yeah, it was a tough afternoon for Tyree. You know, he had a couple good games. and kind of struggled, but he still came back and had 20, uh, 20 completions in the game. And, and four of the last five games, he had over 20 completions. So I think his, you know, stock continues to rise, even though, you know, he did struggle a little bit. Yeah, you know, two two deflected balls, on, you know, whether it was off our hands or someone else's, and they land, you know, as soon as that ball gets tipped, and those were on – you know, inside the hash throws. We hadn't done a lot of that, and, and a lot of times, uh, you know, when those become incomplete, they're, they're prob- there's a higher probability that the, that it could be intercepted. Um, four turnovers, four interceptions in the in the first half is very unheard of. You know, Tyreed only thrown two interceptions up until that point. So disappointing for him, disappointing for us. But, again, I what you're alluding to is, his, his maturity and how he goes along is that he, he, you don't see them let it bother him, and he just went out and kept competing. And, again, every di- every game there's something that he takes a major stride in that you're going to see that's going to pay off for this program. Yeah, one other thing I wanted to mention about that game that I really – uh, thought was really interesting and, and, a, and a positive sign was you know when he did throw that I think it was the fourth interception uh, in the second quarter you know he goes over the sideline and uh, and Grant Rojas was there and uh, kind of talked to him a little bit it was really it was nice to see because I mean I, you know talk about Grant because I, I you know obviously things didn't necessarily work out for what you know the, you know coming from Iowa State he thought he'd come in here and be the starter it didn't work out that way but he didn't mail it in and, and he didn't give up and he, he's taking kind of a leadership role uh, almost like a, another coach for you on yep. the sidelines. Just talk about how important Grant uh, is to Tyree's development. When when we researched Grant Rohach coming into our program, one of the key things that made the decision possible was because everything that we were told is that he's a great teammate. He's a great mentor. He he works with younger receivers. He helps with quarterbacks. And we told him that he'd be given that opportunity to compete for the starting job. But if it didn't work out that we, we wanted and expected him <laughs> Um, you know, to, to be, like you said, like another another coach. He, he is he's thinking about getting in the coaching profession, and, and uh, I think he's handled that extremely well. Off the field, he does a lot of great things. He's one of our leaders when time allows in community service, um, you know, something he's a big part of at Iowa State. So all those things that you want in a young man may not show up in their, in their stat sheets when they're done playing, but uh, Grant Rohach has been a better, very positive impact in our program. Yeah, I also thought um, the offensive line is, is, has improved over these past few years. You kind of had to move some guys around with O'Henley being hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have James O'Hagan here later on the show and kind of talk more about that. But kind of talk about, do you think, feel the offensive line started to gel a little bit? You've kind of shifted some guys around, but I think they've started to play, yeah, started to play a little better. I think it's starting to come together. You know, uh, you know, James has been the, the really the, the focal point of, of that line now for two years. I, you know, I think you can count on, on one hand how many snaps that we've taken him out in uh, probably 19 ball games since he's been here. He's, he's really been uh, durable for us and, and things, but uh, he works hard. Um, you know, we, we've had to move some people around, especially at the guard spots. Losing Tyler, we, we moved David Goldsby back out to his more natural position. Um, you know, put in uh, Tomas in there at the guard. Uh, Mont- Brandon Monoslavis said we played right guard most of last year. He's played left guard this year. 
and then Rubens Joseph played guard almost all, you know, really last year. Now we moved him to left tackle. So a lot of moving parts, but they have a lot better understanding of what we're doing. Um, and as you said, I think that unit's starting to, to gel. Hopefully we'll get Tyler back. I, I like the depth of what we have in the future um, with some guys that are that are sitting out this year that, that is going to help us as we, as we progress towards uh, the future. All right, well, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, we're going to break down uh, th- Thursday night's opponent, Akron. Uh, you're listening to UB Football Insider with Lance Leipold live on ESPN 1520. Join us at Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill. Hey, it's Paul Santora letting you know we have two great locations. One on Millersport Highway next to the Marriott. One on Transit Road next to Transit Lanes. We've got 60 taps, 66 TVs. All of our food is made to order with the freshest and most natural ingredients. Both locations have live music. Millersport on Friday, Transit Friday and Saturday night. There's no better place to enjoy football and hockey with great drink and food specials for every game. Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill since 1927. Four generations strong. The only family to say we are the original. Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill. Great food, great people, great beer. Hello, this is that Kegworks guy for the Kegworks store. Are you sick of that neighbor throwing the best party every year? We have everything you need to kick that guy's party right in the you-know-what. From an extensive line of jello shot supplies to keg pumps, premium cocktail mixers, beer pong tables, and so much more. So get to the Kegworks store at 1460 Military Road in Kenmore, just south of Sheridan. Until next time, this is that Kegworks guy reminding you, go to the Kegworks store. This month at Town BMW, lease a 2016 BMW 320i X-Drive sedan for $275 per month. Only $275 per month. Call 505-2100, 505-2100, or stop by 8215 Main Street in Williamsville today. Town BMW is proud to be the official auto partner of UB Athletics and offers special pricing to UB students and employees. Pricing, performance. We got this, Coach. Join our hometown team and let's have a winning season. We love our town. Midweek football returns to UB Stadium on Thursday, October 27th when the Bulls host Mac rival Akron. Kickoff is 7.30 p.m., but the excitement starts at 4.30 right inside Stampede Square. Don't miss out on the tailgate concert featuring country music star Chris Lane. It's country music, tailgating, and football in your own backyard. For tickets and more information, call 877-UB-THERE. That's 877-UB-THERE. Or visit ubbulls.com. Welcome back to UB Football Insider with Lance Leipold. Live from Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Millersport Highway, right next to UB Stadium. Here's John Fuller. Fans, did you know the Blue and White Fund supports over 500 UB student-athletes across 20 sports? To learn more about how you you can become a member of the Blue and White Fund to support all of our student-athletes, log on to BullsBlueAndWhite.com today. All right, Coach, a quick turnaround here. It's only five days between last game and Thursday night's game against Akron. What's the biggest challenge with a short turnaround? Well, I think uh, just from a physical standpoint is, uh, you know, for our players, you know, getting back from a road game, coming back in, uh, you know, playing that midweek game, having to go to classes the day of the game and all those type of – that's a whole different uh, kind of routine and we're, we're – I think if there's one thing in our sport, we're, we're so much creatures of habit, uh, uh, how we go about it. So there's a little bit there. The physical standpoint of the soreness and the turnaround, but I think we modify what we do in practice. And then from a coaching standpoint, you're trying to, with five-day turnaround, you really have to take two days at two different times and kind of combine them. So you kind of combine your Sunday-Monday, you try to combine some of your Tuesday into Wednesday, 
and then you, you sprinkle a little bit of your Thursday, Friday even somewhat together to try to get your practice plan, your game plan, how you're going about it together. But um, I, th I think we feel a lot better about how we go about it than we did a year ago the first time around. Well, that's the thing. It's just it's your first year uh, experiencing Maction in these, in these mm -hmm. weeknight games. But, I mean, obviously Akron is in the same boat because they played yeah. at Ball State on Saturday. It's just going to be two teams in the same amount of reds. So it's not yeah. really an advantage, yeah, advantage the, there. Yeah, the only one that... I've, I think I've said is uh, Chuck Martin at Miami, Ohio made it sound is that really if for if there's one time that it is and we'll have it next week is uh, being the road team is somewhat an advantage in these because you're you, you have your team with you at the hotel, whereas at the home game, you, your players have to go to Wednesday night class and they have to go to Thursday morning class. And so you when you're on the road, you have the extra time for for film and meetings of right. sorts and things like that. But like you said, as far as getting ready and health and those things, everybody's got the same turnaround. Sure. Well, we're playing an Akron team that the Bulls have had success uh, over the last few years. Uh, the Bulls have won the last four meetings at UB Stadium against Akron. And in fact, the last two times uh, the Zips came to town, the Bulls were able to actually put 50 on the board. The only two times the Bulls have ever scored 50 points in a MAC game was against Akron. Uh, in 2014 and then 2012 before that. So the Bulls have had success against this Akron team. What are the challenges against um, this Akron team? And are they similar to last year? Because obviously Akron was a bowl team last year. They're 5-3 and three this year. Are they a very similar yeah. team to last yeah, year? Yeah, I think Terry Bowden's done a nice job. He has it on the path that he wants it to be. Um, they take a lot of transfers. Um, they have over 20-some transfers in their program, a lot of four-year transfer guys. And uh, so you never know quite what they have as far as what's coming back the next year as far as in the skill position area. But, again, a very talented group. Um, I, I think their last year I thought when we took the field there and, and where they were at, they were as impressive-looking team physically, height, length, all the things across the board of any team we played. I really thought that, that was – and I, I think they have a lot of those components again. Um, in the defensive secondary, very athletic. Offensive in the in the skill positions, offensively from quarterback, very athletic, strong arm quarterbacks. They got backs that can that can make big plays, and then the the, the size and speed at at the receiver position is something that'll be a big challenge for us. Yeah, that's one thing. Um... You know, the Bulls have faced really tough receivers in the last few games. Uh, they had Malba or uh, uh, Mabin from Ball State, yeah. who's a third-ranked receiver. Two weeks ago, last week, it was Galladay, uh, who was the second-ranked receiver in the MAC. And this week, uh, JoJo Natson is fifth in the MAC, and Jerome Lane is seventh in the MAC. Yeah. So another challenge uh, of skill position guys coming uh, again to face your yeah, team. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's kind of a, a, like you said, a stretch of some very talented guys and. Uh, you know, we haven't probably seen the best yet, and we'll see that probably at Western Michigan, you know, in, yeah. in Davis. So um, we're, we're going to see them all this year, and it's a challenge to our secondary, our defense. And uh, But the best way to try to hold them back is control the ball and uh, and make them, uh, you know, you know, make them – stand on the sideline and uh, kind of be anxious to get out there. Yeah, and I think, too, I mean, where you have been able to run the ball lately, I mean, I would, I would think that's the key. I mean, you want to get out there, you want to move the chains. Well, you know, I, I thought – you know, the first two interceptions by Tyree were just kind of bad luck last about that. But I thought you guys were doing a good job of moving the ball. He was passing the ball. I mean, and then obviously the interceptions happened, but you were able to move the chains. Yeah. And, and that's obviously the goal. Uh, and I didn't look it up, and I probably should have. And as soon as I say it, you'll probably have the stat for me. But, uh, you know, there weren't a lot of three and outs, you know, last last week right. per se. And, uh, you know, and we're turning the ball over, though, four times doesn't help. So you're right. If we can control that, uh, 
not a weatherman either and uh, but it sounds like uh, you know we may have some challenges weather-wise through the day on Thursday and and uh, you know ball security and doing the and establishing a run game will, will be very important. yeah you, you touched on it earlier with uh, Akron's team and how you have like 20 I believe transfers and mm-hmm. some from Ohio State and higher programs what's your theory, uh, philosophy on that obviously we have some transfers that have come into our yeah. program but I mean is it whatever you can do to help the team, or is it kind of just picking, you know, well, certain spots? You know, I try to think we got to blend it, especially after you know things things that happened last year. But uh, you know, you want to build your program as best you can with four and five year players. It, it, it gets continuity, it keeps your flow going. But uh, if you have a gap in 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 your classes or at a position. Um, you know, I, I think you have to just look for the right fit. And uh, the graduate transfer in, in football and men's basketball has taken on its own life of, of what you can do. I think, you know, we mentioned Grant and, uh, you, you know, a quarterback, but our, and our two defensive line grad transfers have, have definitely helped us. And, and the other Rain thing. Douglas and Joe yeah, Keels. Yeah, R- Rain Douglas and Joe Keels. And, but, and the thing that it also has done for us that we won't know until down the road is Duke Wong, Wesley Scott who was new into our program. We were able to redshirt them, right. and so your further development. You know, if we would have had those two guys last year, we wouldn't have played Chuck Harris and Justin Brandon. Sure. And so, what the development of some of those other players? Where we were playing a lot of true freshmen last year. Hopefully, we're not into that. And so, it's a mixture. Yeah. I, I think you've got to look at what you can do and and where those needs are, but. Uh, I, I don't think we'll be at a point um, necessarily if, if we'll be a 20 transfer team. Yeah. All right. Well, we will face the 20 transfers on Thursday night when the uh, Bulls take on Akron, 7:30 at yep. UB Stadium. Hope to see everybody out there. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be joined by. Oh, uh, before we are oh, yeah, joined by James I, I O'Hagan, we, yeah, you, you would want to do James. this for us, please. Yeah, I'll, I'll take this one. Okay. Our, our senior associate athletic director who's in, in here, what Nate Wills. It's his birthday today, and. NATO is a is our overseas football and does a great job and really enjoy working with them. So I I wouldn't be <laughs> remiss if I didn't wish him a happy birthday and. Uh, and yeah. So uh, if you're in the area, please yeah, stop by stop Santoris. By. Nate is sitting here, and I'm sure he would uh, love could. to have you wish him a happy birthday. All so right. happy birthday, Nate. All right. <laughs> All right. When we come back, we'll be meeting with uh, sophomore center James O'Hagan. We'll be right back. You're listening to UB Football Insider on ESPN 1520. Bulls fans, it's time for you to check out UBHornsUp.com, UB Athletics' official crowdfunding website. Help support student-athletes and coaches achieve their goals. Go to UBHornsUp.com to learn more on how you can have a direct impact. From U Sports to the NFL, A-Turf Synthetic Grass Fields are helping athletes have fun and perform at their peak. More than 30 Western New York schools and over 400 schools nationwide call A-Turf their home field. It's what the UB Bulls play on and the Buffalo Bills too. A-Turf Titan has the highest safety rating and the longest warranty. A-Turf, optimal performance for athletes, superior value for owners. Learn more at aturf.com. Midweek football returns to UB Stadium on Thursday, October 27th when the Bulls host Mac rival Akron. Don't miss the tailgate concert featuring country music star Chris Lane. Kickoff is at 7.30 p.m. with the excitement starting at 4.30. For tickets and more information, call 877-UB-THERE or visit ubbulls.com. 
Join us at Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill. Hey, it's Paul Santora letting you know we have two great locations. One on Millersport Highway next to the Marriott. One on Transit Road next to Transit Lanes. We've got 60 taps, 66 TVs. All of our food is made to order with the freshest and most natural ingredients. Both locations have live music, Millersport on Friday, Transit Friday and Saturday night. There's no better place to enjoy football and hockey with great drink and food specials for every game. Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill since 1927. Four generations strong. The only family to say we are the original. Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill. Great food, great people, great beer. This month at Town BMW, lease a 2016 BMW 320i X-Drive sedan for $275 per month. Only $275 per month. Call 505-2100, 505-2100, or stop by 8215 Main Street in Williamsville today. Town BMW is proud to be the official auto partner of UB Athletics and offers special pricing to UB students and employees. Pricing, performance. We got this, Coach. Join our hometown team and let's have a winning season. We love our town. Welcome back to UB Football Insider with Lance Leipold. Live from Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Millersport Highway, right next to UB Stadium. Here's John Fuller. All right, we're back. welcome back to the show. We're here at Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Millersport Highway, and now we are joined by sophomore center James O'Hagan. Welcome to the show, James. Thank you for having me. All right, James. So can I describe your, your team? Can I describe your position to kind of the layman uh, a football fan who doesn't I mean because you have a lot to do besides just hiking the football, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously I block the O lineman, but uh, so I, I call most of the uh, run run calls. So I identify backers and I basically tell people where to go. So if I identify one backer, we got a certain double team working for that backer. So yeah. Uh, my question for you is. You know, last year you started, you, you, you had uh, Joe Licata as your starting quarterback. Now it's Tyree Jackson. And, and two completely, totally different <laughs> players. You know, Joe would drop back. He pretty much knew where Joe was going to be because he's never going to run. <laughs> but now you have Tyree dropping back, and he can obviously run. There's a lot more of a run-pass option with the quarterback. Now, wh what's the difference uh, with, with Tyree? How much different is that than, than playing last year with Joe Licata? Uh, a big difference is, obviously, like you said, uh, Tyree does move a lot in there, so. Uh, at times, I won't know where he is on the uh, uh, on the field stuff. So, I mean, uh, a couple weeks ago at Ball State, I, I was blocking my guy, and all of a sudden, I look to my right and I see Terry. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go block to my right now. So, <laughs> yeah, keeps you on your feet. Yeah, I gotta make sure you stay, stay in shape so you're moving around a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, now we're with him. Uh, yeah, we with. Him. So, um, all right. Um, you know, you have a little bit of a, a wrestling background. A lot of people might not know that, but you were a very good wrestler in high school. I kind of want to talk about that a little bit. You were a, let's see, I have a U.S. 128-12 and 12 as a four-year starter at your high school and uh, state champion as a senior and national champion, I believe, too, as, uh, as a senior. Can uh, I yeah. talk about your, uh, take about your wrestling career? Uh, yeah, I started when I was in about uh, third grade. I uh, worked my way up. and I, I was okay when I first started. I was big, and I didn't really know how to wrestle. But then uh, I got to high school. Uh, and I, I started wrestling with uh, my coaches that are still there, uh, the Taxaris brothers and uh, Coach Salastrapa, who really sh sh showed me what it was like to to, to wrestle and, and get, got me in that. So and, th and that led to a lot of opportunities, obviously, with uh, a lot of college and uh, e even even here with uh, uh, Coach Quinn when he was when he was here. He loved wrestlers, so yeah. Talk about, I mean, 
at what point did you say, hey, I wanted to, I mean, obviously you, you played football during the time you were wrestling as well. When did you make that decision that you were going to play football? Uh, I made that decision at my senior year, but I, I really made the decision when I was probably about eight years old. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've always wanted to play football, and uh, I originally started wrestling because I wanted to be a, a better football player, and I, I heard it could get me to, to be a better lineman, better uh, better better football player in general. Were you always an offensive lineman? You are growing up playing? Yep. yep. Uh, back in uh, second grade, I had to lose uh, 20 pounds to play football at Pee Wee. So. Oh, you were too big? Yeah, I was way too big. <laughs> so my dad was like, nope, get him running. <laughs> nice. Um, did you pursue college? Did you pursue uh, wrestling in college? Did you think about wrestling in college? I, I, def- I definitely thought about it once I, I, I got a, a couple offers and, and, and whatnot, but uh, once Buffalo offered me, I really knew that I was going to go down the football track. Uh, I, I had thought about wrestling, and I, I love the sport of wrestling. There's so much that that sport has done for me that uh, I'll never be able to repay. But uh, the bottom line is I've always wanted to play football, and the second I got a football offer is really when I, I decided that I was going to play. And how does wrestling translate to helping you with football? I mean, i got to think that your footwork, your balance, you have to be, you have yeah. all that for wrestling, and that must help with football, right? Yeah, the center of gravity is definitely a big thing. Uh, ask a couple of guys on the team. My center of gravity is a little bit different than everybody's. Uh, I get in, when I get in certain positions, I don't get as flustered. Uh, I'm really good at, at staying up on my feet. Uh, it also works with uh, leverage and, and, and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, we, that's, that's probably the biggest thing is, is using leverage to my advantage when, and feeling body position is, an, is another thing. Uh, feeling where the guy is going to be, it, it, it leads me to get, get a lot of knockdowns when I feel the, uh, the defenseman on on, on his toes a little bit. Yeah. So when you're blocking guys, do you ever go back into like wrestling mode and just want to take them down? <laughs> uh, a, a couple times, but yeah. I can't it's really call for a penalty on that. So you probably <laughs> really can't illegal. Do too much. Yeah, you can't do too much of that. All right. So you're an offensive lineman. You got to keep your weight up. I got to think you probably eat a lot, as most of your offensive lineman teammates do. Who of, in the offensive lineman? Who who's the biggest eater on the team? Uh, uh, offensive lineman, biggest eater. I mean. I, I probably still got to say me. All right. <laughs> because you can ask most of the guys at team dinner and everything. Uh, I, I tend to eat a, a good amount so because uh, I'm a little bit smaller than everybody else is, so I got to keep pick, it up. Pack on my weight. But uh, Rubens Joseph, Rubens Joseph can get after it. Uh, he, he can definitely get after it, food. He, he's a good cook, too, actually. Yeah? Yeah. He, right. he hasn't invited me over yet, <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, so. Uh, so you guys got to eat wings. You're, you're in Buffalo now, but uh, you guys go out to eat wings. Who, who's uh, who's eating the most wings? Uh, who can, who can polish them off? Uh, uh, Skylar Harley can polish off polish off some wings. Uh, How uh, many is some? Oh, man, uh, I'm like, not, like 30, 40? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, we haven't really put it to test, but I know that we all uh, pound twenty wings when we when we go out to eat at Elmo's or the Bon or whatnot. Yeah. One other thing you just told me earlier that I find very fascinating is um, that you are a very um, good ice cream eater. <laughs> you eat more ice cream than anybody on the team, and you can down ice cream in no time flat and not get an ice cream headache. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about uh, how, you got, how you get into your ice cream eating like that. Uh, m- mostly it's just <laughs> my, my parents buying it, so it's, it's, it's really their fault why I get so much ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> but you really don't uh, get an ice cream headache. You can, you yeah, can polish no, it off. I do not get brain freeze. You can... You verify this with the rest of the team, <laughs> guys. Former teammates, they they all know that I I can I can slam ice cream. All right. Well, you, 
James and the Bulls are back in action on Thursday. What do you guys have to do to get back in the win column here against Akron on Thursday? Uh, we just got to play consistently uh, across the board. I mean, I, I know as an offensive line, uh, our, we got to work on playing more consistent. Uh, guys like Brandon Montesalves and, like I said before, Ruiz and oh, Tomas Jacardilla, he's doing a really good job stepping up as a, as a true freshman playing for us. Uh, Mono's been bringing that veteran pre presence that we need. Uh, he won Player of the Week last week, so he uh, he's doing a really good job. Well, really, I'm r really proud of all the, the O-linemen. We just got to make sure we take that next step and really play consistently as a whole because I know last week it's a couple times where play could have broke yeah. if we were all doing our job at the same time. And, if, and it feels to me that, I mean, you guys, are just, you're so close. It just feels yeah. like you, you just need, like, a couple plays here you, and there. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, like I feel like if you just, like, flip that switch and you get it going, that there's there's no stopping this team. Uh, yeah, that's, that's that's definitely the way that I feel and the rest of our team feels is we need a couple plays to start going our way. We made that happen for ourselves, but we got to get a couple plays going our way, and sooner or later it's going to rattle off into to the win column. All right, well, hopefully that starts on Thursday night. The Bulls will take on Akron at 7.30 at UB Stadium. James, really appreciate you joining us. Thank you. All right, and uh, stay tuned because up next we have UB Basketball Insider with hosted by Brian Wolf. That's coming, up, uh, that's coming up next on ESPN 1520. Thanks for listening, everybody. UB Football Insider with Lance Leipold is presented by Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill, co-sponsored by Kegworks and A-Turf, and brought to you by our Team UB partners, New Era Cap, Nike, AdPro Sports, WGRZ Channel 2, Pepsi, Town BMW, Comdoc. Go to UBBulls.com for schedules, highlights, and everything Buffalo Bulls. Go blue, go white, and go Bulls.